Hey listeners, welcome back to the first episode of a brand new season of What the Perf podcast. This is your host Mrinal. Right at the bat, I would like to apologize to our listeners for abruptly ending season 1 of What the Perf podcast. I really really wanted to do a final wrap up episode but I got so busy with a lot of other stuff I couldn't do it. So anyway here I am with a brand new season and an episode for the new year. On that note I would like to wish all our listeners a happy new year. I hope you achieve all of your goals that you have set for yourself this year. Speaking about goals, why do we set goals? I guess it's because we want to be better at what we do than we what than what we currently are. So today's episode is about how we can be better performance engineers. Today we will take a look at some pointers and skills that are essential to be a good performance engineer. Before that, let's take a look at some news items from the tech world. The first item is about the online encyclopedia, Wikipedia. it completed 20 years in existence on 15th january 2021 some numbers to show wikipedia's scale as of today 55 million articles over 300 languages 1.7 billion unique visitors every month 13th most popular website on the internet as per alexa.com the special thing is that even at this scale it is still run on a non commercial basis wonder how much of infrastructure it takes to keep this site running i think wikipedia is a great tool for us performance engineers who want a quick reference about tech terminologies and other related stuff keep going wikipedia the second news item is about project loon google had an experimental project going on to provide internet connectivity to rural areas around the globe a separate company called loon was created for this project they would have these self navigating giant balloons floating around in stratosphere with equipment that could beam internet down to the earth in a blog post on thursday 22nd january it was announced that the project loon will be shut down citing challenges in lowering the costs enough to make it sustainable as a long term business it was not a total failure either kenya and puerto rico made use of the loon infrastructure to provide internet connectivity to their citizens i think spacex's starlink which has the same objective as loon is still doing a pretty good job need to wait and watch out how uh, spacex's approach will pan out the third item uh, is about a new law by the government of australia The Australian government is introducing a new law to address a dispute about whether Google and other tech giants should pay news organizations a share of the revenue for news that appears in the search results. The law mandates that Google either enter into a commercial agreement for revenue sharing with news organizations or be ready to be forced into doing so. Google's Australia regional director says that the law is unworkable for them and that it leaves them no choice other than to stop making Google search available in Australia. 
Google is by far the largest search engine by market share in Australia. So I think there will be further negotiations on this one once the tempers cool down a little bit. Because I think it's Google that has a lot to lose if it pulls out of Australia. So that's all there is in the news section this week. Continuing to our main topic. So what do we mean by a good performance engineer? Our main job as performance engineers is to prevent bottlenecks from showing up in production environments. If we do that, we are adding value to our organizations. So to add value, we need to have certain sets of skills. Even if our job allows us to only create some scripts and run some load tests, we should not stop at that. We should try to improve our day-to-day work. So let's look at few pointers that can help us become good performance engineers. By no means, this is an exhaustive list. However, it is supplementary to the skills that you already possess as performance engineers working on different performance projects. So let's go. The first pointer is understand the fundamentals. Whatever project you are assigned, the application has some code running on a bunch of computers connected through networks or some code running on a browser or on the OS as a standalone application. If you can't understand how interactions uh, between these different components happen, no matter how many tools you have, it will be really hard for you to solve performance issues or even help fix them. So get comfortable with foundational skills such as Uh, concepts related to operating system, networking, database concepts. These uh, really give you a solid foundation to uh, debug or solve any kind of performance issue. Not only solve, to identify and solve any kind of performance issue. The second pointer that I have is architecture. So whichever project you're working, try and understand your applications Uh, architecture as much as possible. Understand what infra components are involved, what purpose do they serve, understand their constraints, understand what information they can give you about their behavior in terms of logs, internal metrics that they collect. Knowing your application's architecture helps you plan and design tests that can show where the actual performance bottlenecks are. So, It is really imperative that you understand the architecture of the application that you're working on. The third pointer is own your debugging skills. Oftentimes you will come across very weird errors. Don't just run to developers or infrastructure teams with those errors looking for uh, solutions. You need to spend some time uh, debugging it yourself. You can do that by learning uh, how you can read and interpret logs related to that error. Logs can tell you a lot about the weird errors you are seeing. When you do it over and over, you start recognizing patterns and recognizing these patterns helps you resolve those issues faster. So always check if there are any logs. Logs have a wealth of information they'll help you debug your issues. 
the fourth pointer is automate repetitive work so uh, you guys must have heard about bob wescott who has written the the every computer performance book he says in his book um, that you know you should make things easy for your future self every time i have had to repeat something i've done earlier i hear that sentence at the back of my mind so thumb rule one of my managers gave me is anything that you have to repeat more than five times just automate it however uh, a side effect of automating uh, things is that you may forget how things uh, work at the low level if you rely on the automation for too long without understanding what's going underneath because you have added a layer of abstraction about the low level things by automating it so again to help your future self document what your automation was built for okay so the fifth point i have or the fifth pointer uh, you may say is google every new tech word or jargon you hear if you don't understand what the definition means after reading so uh, this happens a lot of times you uh, google a term there is some standard definition but you still don't understand what it means so in that case what you can do is you can try and google what problem does x technology solve for example what problem does react solve or what problem does kafka solve that leads you to some interesting terminology or interesting blog posts or stack overflow entries uh, that really lead you to some some more of the knowledge about those that terminology or problems that people faced with that technology so you can add to your tech vocabulary when you do that so out of the blue here are five terms for you to get started with googling these tech words or jargons one is service discovery second is service mesh third is circuit breaker pattern fourth is fault tolerance fifth is asynchronous calls moving on to the sixth pointer know how your tool works in every project there'll be at least one person who will doubt the results coming out of your test tool so not only you should know how your tool generates results you should know how it generates the load the more you know about the tool easier it is to make it work to your specific needs and avoid people's doubts about your tool if i take the example of jmeter there is a property file which you can use to separate out your test configurations and this helps you modularize your tests and run them in an efficient way so always know in depth about your tool so that there are no questions raised if at all questions are raised you will be in a position to answer the questions the seventh pointer i have is no anti patterns so often times we know what is a normal behavior for the technology that we are dealing with but many times it helps to know what is not normal just pick any technology google its anti patterns you will find a wealth of information about what causes some of the performance issues seen in that technology so that will help you find out 
the root cause of some of the performance issues that you are seeing for that technology. The last but not the least pointer I have is be a continuous learner. Have curiosity. Learn from a variety of sources of information. Personally, I like to follow blogs, podcasts, books. There are many books related to performance. Just Google them, you'll get it. Also follow veterans in the performance field like James Pulley, Scott Moore, Alexander Pudelko. There are many such people. Also follow technologists you come across on social media. So these are some of the pointers I wanted to share with you. We are now at the last section of the episode, which is what the crash. In this week's what the crash, I have news about two COVID related website crashes. The crashes happened due to a sudden surge of people wanting to register for COVID vaccines. One is from Genesee County, Michigan, and another from Wake County, North Carolina. Health departments of both counties had asked citizens to sign up on the website to be able to get the vaccine. I think this could have been predicted and it was expected that people will hit your website to get themselves registered. Uh, the health departments of these respective counties could have planned it better. In the second what the crash item, I have news about an online game called Hitman 3. It is the latest version of the Hitman series of online games. It released on 20th January 2021. One of the features was the ability to carry over game progress and achievements from an older version of the game uh, through the carryover, carryover website. The game is available on multiple platforms and possibly all of the users wanted to do the carryover activity around the same time resulting in the crash. The makers definitely knew it was going to be a read heavy activity so it could have been planned better in my opinion. So that concludes what the crash section for today. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you like this episode. Make sure to subscribe because we'll be doing a lot of interesting episodes this year. Please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues because sharing is caring. I borrowed that one from my daughter. Ah. Talk to you in the next one. Bye.